People like games. Present. A portrait of Francis Suarez. What's up, people? And welcome back to the People Like Games interview series, A Portrait of. Today, we have on the show Mayor of Miami, Francis Suarez. Mayor Suarez, thanks for coming on. How you doing, guys? It's a pleasure to be with you both. Man, a pleasure to be with you. You have uh, been very popular in the social media sphere as of late with uh, all the work that you're doing in Miami, as well as your uh, discussions with financial and tech uh, personalities and thought leaders in the space. But over here, we are a gaming show, so we're going to focus these things a little bit on gaming. So I will take it. So to begin, uh, you probably are a little bit too busy these days to be maybe more of a casual gamer uh, than in the past, right? You know, it's funny. I was just literally at a motorsports um, facility and they had a, a, a racing game that I got on and did. So, you know, yes, uh, generally speaking, I, I'm, I'm at a point where it's very, very, very infrequently that I'm able to game. But um, but I do see and it's evident to me how enormous an influence it's having on our children's lives and, uh, and it's going to continue. Were you a, were you a gamer growing up? Yeah, I think like everybody, um, you know, I, I, I certainly played uh, Nintendo, Sega, you know, every, you know, all those different gaming systems. Uh, but, you know, I think it's evident that my children are going to be significantly more involved in, in you know, what you can call a virtual world, if you will, um, which is, you know, a world that they're going to see through a different portal. So that actually brings me to my first question, which is, what cultural evolution do you think has happened since the time that you were growing up uh, that has made gaming so much more socially acceptable so that for when you're growing up and when we were growing up, gaming had a sort a certain stigma about it versus now it's maybe one of the foundation relationships. I saw you had a six-year-old son, probably a gamer himself, you know, so and you start seeing those relationships. What do you see or what do you think has happened over that time? I think what's happened from my generation to his is the transition from, you know, sort of a manufacturing economy to a knowledge-based economy. So when you see, um, you know, so many companies that are becoming billion-dollar companies in the tech space, you realize that, um, you know, our world is becoming a digital world. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and whether you like it or not, it's just a reality. And I think you have, yeah. to, you have to accept that reality. You have to embrace that reality as a mayor, I think. I think it's, it's why I've, I've been doing what I've been doing on the tech uh, side in particular and on the, on the capital attraction side. Um, and you have to understand that that's the direction our world is going. So um, you can pretend it doesn't exist. You can get upset about some of the political ramifications of it, but you're doing it all to the detriment, not only of your generation, but worse, your children's generation. I think that for me is what's been one of my biggest motivators. Absolutely. That makes Absolutely. a lot of sense. Uh, on that note, actually, I mean, I've been paying attention to what you've been doing in attracting tech talent, especially since all of this started. Also, you know, you getting on with Pomp and everybody in the crypto community, being that the gaming industry across the United States employs so many people, brings in billions of dollars, you know, in revenues. I was curious, it's sort of a two-part question, but like, what do you think gaming companies would benefit from coming to Miami? And then are there any initiatives sort of you have in mind to start attracting them? Because, you know, you get one gaming studio and that brings a ton of people, that's a real estate thing. And so it's across the board, super beneficial. And I mean, you've been completely on it with tech and crypto. So I'm curious what you've thought about with gaming. 
I, I think the world of the gaming community and, and gaming as a technological platform, um, you, we were talking about it off the air. My cousin owns a, a gaming company called mm-hmm. Ultimate Gamer, uh, you know, and, and, and so uh, I'm, I'm very, very much a proponent of uh, creating my, my, out of Miami a gaming hub and making Miami one of the most gaming-friendly and gaming-forward uh, cities in America. Uh, you have to look at, when you're, when you're talking about tech, you have to look at the sub components of tech. Part of the reason why I got so into crypto is not just because I, from a mathematical and finance uh, background, which is what I have, does it appeal mm-hmm. to me, but I realized that there was a vibrant crypto community. With gaming, it's the same thing. Uh, if you really think about it, gaming, I mean, the numbers are off the charts. I'm looking at some yeah. that, were, that were being given to me, you know, the, the, the sort of market cap um, of, of, of audience price pool monetization uh, in 2000 and uh, 18 uh, was uh, for monetization was 869 uh, million, and in 2022 it's projected to be at three billion. So I mean, yeah. it, the growth it's 30 percent growth in in uh, monetization and audience. It's 167 million uh, projected to grow to 276 million in price pool. It's projected to more than double in three years, four years. I mean, this is. I mean, this is unbelievable. And uh, I, I think it's it's weird because it's like crypto in the sense that it's almost like there's a, a sub-community that knows it well. And then the, the mainstream still hasn't completely understood it. 100%. Uh, but but it, 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 they will. And, and, and I think when both of those things break through, there's going to be a lot of people looking back, uh, you know, and saying, you know, this guy was talking about this years ago, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and this happened as he said it would. I think part of the problem, the biggest problem that I see Azim and Ahmad is that there's a, there's a, um, a generational disconnection, right? Yeah. At three generations that we're talking about pretty much usually in the world, you have three generations that are going on, right? You have my parents' generation, my generation, which is I'm on 40 and then my kids, right? Those are mm-hmm. basically the three generations that are happening right now. The kids get it. They get it. There's no issue. The, yeah. Our parents don't get it at all, which don't get it. And people in my generation, some of them get it. Some of them don't get it. You know what I mean? And I think, but a lot of them do get it. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I think we were the first generation that grew up with a personal computer. You know, yeah. we, we now everybody has a computer. So it, it, it seems like such a, a no brainer, right? But I remember when I was young and I remember when there was an Apple IIc and I remember when having a computer was a big deal and you're going to spend $2,000 on a computer. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. You know what I mean? I don't think any kids know dial up internet anymore. Dial up when, you know, I, I still have, believe it or not, guys, my, my personal, my private email address is still AOL.com. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I keep it classic. Exactly. Oh, wow. You got you to you you have the old, old Bentley, you know. In the, in the, in the, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got to let them know. You know, it's, it's it, it, you know, so our generation grew up with technology. Our parents really didn't. They're getting it. I mean, they're on Facebook. They're on a variety of different uh, platforms. But, you know, to me, um, things are happening quickly the, the the market's being disrupted rapidly and uh and the prior generation doesn't totally seem to get it or 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 realize what's happening or want to accept it mm-hmm. and see that that's oh no i was gonna say yeah. other other than like uh obviously lifestyle right los angeles is a big hub for it like what do you think miami has to offer to to people who would want to come for for is the gaming for industry like- could you use a similar method to the way Hollywood does to attract filming to city locations? Like, you know, I know Vancouver and NBC and Canada do it all very well. Is there forms of that that you've thought about to start attracting them? 
you know, that's a great idea. Um, you know, I think when you want to get into tech, I think we need to uh, pick in some ways things that we want to lead on. And I think mm -hmm. crypto was one that obviously I picked. Um, and, and what we're doing there is we're, we're changing our laws, right? To become more crypto friendly, right? We're changing our state laws. We're also making a crypto available for our employees to get paid, for our residents to pay in and potentially as an investment tool. So we are actively doing things uh, to not just talk about crypto, but to get in the crypto game. I think in gaming, it's probably very similar. And 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 if and, and I'll tell you this, this is an interesting idea that you're giving me, and you may not even realize it. As LA is kind of dominates the movie game, you know, maybe for us, it's you know, it, it's kind of lost ground in a sense. You, you don't want to necessarily compete against the Goliath in that sense. But maybe what we do is we say, look, we want to dominate the gaming space, and we create, you know, like, like what what you know, instead of film subsidies, we create gaming subsidies for people to come and attract that. That's a very interesting idea. Uh, I'm gonna look into. We actually, we were, we were just talking about this. We, we said, but our own weekly show, the topic was going to be, what is the esports destination city or gaming's destination city? So when you think of certain places, you have cities or states that represent certain things. In gaming, you only have Los Angeles right now, but same with Silicon Valley, where that movement came to Texas and towards the South, there sure. wouldn't be a surprise that you can incentivize some of these companies to make the move the same way and be ahead of the curve, like you were just saying as well. And like you were saying, you know, uh, some, the fact that there's only like one city means that there's a lot of opportunity. Mm -hmm. And it also means that, you know, let's face it. I mean, the, people are leaving those cities in droves. So, in droves. Yeah. But they, they're very unsatisfied with the amount of taxes they're paying. They're very unsatisfied with governments that don't seem to appreciate them. And they're very unsatisfied um, with the crime and, and, you know, and some of the social conditions. I mean, if you're paying a lot of taxes, the expectation, the expectation is that everything is going to be great, you know? 100%. Mm -hmm. And that's not happening. And so uh, I think that's why we're seeing a tremendous migration, which creates an opportunity. And doing things in the gaming space is something that to me is what we would call, or what Cubans would call, un manguito bajito, meaning low-lying fruit. Okay. Uh, exactly. Yeah. You, know, it, you got to pick it if it's there and right. the opportunity. And it's, you know, same way with the Bitcoin, you're building the infrastructure. So just being ahead of it as it establishes itself. Yeah, because because the same way like sports work, like when you think of Brazil, what sport do you think of? When you think of the Dominican Republic, what sport do you think of? You know, so there there are places that are considered destinations for those things, and those things don't exist yet for gaming. Like okay. you know, when you when you think of a city, it just doesn't exist, right? So the opportunity is en endless at the moment. I agree. So, I totally uh, agree. And and so now we'll ask you one of our show uh, classic questions that we want to be asking all the guests. What is one book, comic book, film, any piece of art or literature that you personally would love to see adapted into a video game? Something that you could have an interactive experience with. Interesting. Um, I'm going to say City Hall. No, that's not true. City Hall Simulator could be a big thing to show people how quickly you could legislate. Yeah, man. Or how slowly. <laughs> how to get elected. How to how to how to how to uh, try to create coalitions? How to govern? Um, how to make decisions? Um, you know, people often forget that government is big business. Um, we have a billion one hundred million dollar budget. It means we spend a billion dollars a year. It's our annual power. Uh, the county, which which uh, we are the largest city of, uh, is about eight or nine billion this year. Uh, the state is about ninety three billion. So you've got over $100 billion of annual purchasing power. Uh, so there, if, there, if there aren't any games like that, there probably should be. 
they're wondering they got simulators for everything and i think that'd be a great civics lesson especially for for the the younger generation um and actually sort of leads to what i was saying which is in addition to what you were talking about with the with the bitcoin and the gaming and as well as certain generations getting it or not getting it you're in a perfect position because a lot of the older generation that doesn't get it are in the positions of power or in positions of uh in places that they can empower actual tangible change so same thing if i wanted gaming to come to miami i can't do anything but if you wanted to you could actually create the legislation and the structure that comes around it yep. so based on what you're doing now and what you've been working on since you were elected where do you hope for miami to be in five years what is the foundational pieces you're trying to set up to be like okay if i walk away from this i did a great job and these everyone here is set for the coming future i think the foundational pieces are, are as follows one is we want to continue to attract capital intellectual capital as well as monetary capital to the city we're now seeing a migration of venture capital as well as private equity and hedge funds that are coming from new york and 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 and, uh, and, uh, and the silicon valley so i think we're going to be one of the leading capital uh, raising markets in the United States. And then I think the second thing is you focus on your talent. We have been an intellectual talent exporter for multiple decades. We want to reverse that trend. We want to go from brain drain to brain gain. We want to make sure that the kids that we educate in this community that are grow up here, uh, stay here. Uh, and, and, and we also want to do it right. You know, we want to, we want to make sure that all kids in our community have an opportunity to be successful. It's not easy, but, um, you know, but, but, uh, but nothing in life that's worthwhile is easy. Absolutely. Yeah. And then actually that, that leads us to our last question, uh, which you might have just given us the answer to, but what is the best advice uh, that you would give to yourself as you were growing up? Oof, what, was, what would be the best advice that I, that I would give to myself to as, growing up? Yeah. Um, you know, I think the best advice that I could have given to myself that I probably didn't follow was, uh, to 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 be more methodical about doing my homework <laughs> you know mm -hmm. i think i think i was you know i was i was not very organized my parents didn't really which is cool too like my parents were sort of um a little bohemian about the way they raised me they kind of let me do my own thing succeed or fail on your own they set a good example but they weren't like you know nanito are you doing your homework today you know that wasn't the kind of parents that they were they weren't like checking to make sure that i did my my work. So I, I pretty much was a lazy student until maybe like a sophomore in college. Um, so I didn't really, I didn't really apply myself. So if I would have applied myself earlier, who knows what would have happened. But then again, you know, I think it turned out pretty good. So if you don't do your homework, kids, you might become the mayor of my <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, honestly, sincerely appreciate you taking the time in. I know you're busy. Uh, and and so, and next time I'm down in Miami, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot you an email. Mods mm -hmm. actually never been to Miami. Uh, I, I I have not. Where are you guys right now? In New, New York. York, Long Island in particular. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. all right, guys. Well, we're here for you. We're waiting for you. Look, this is not all a right. background. I, I noticed. Say, I saw the I, I saw I the trees come, moving. I saw the trees moving. All right, guys. If I ever yeah. come down I'm, there, can I get a tour guide? Absolutely, no doubt about it. Done deal. Appreciate it. Right, Thank man. you again for coming on the show. Have a great one, Mayor.